The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. everybody a beautiful day in bergen county new jersey it is thursday august 31st around four o'clock i am on the heels of an amazing amazing bruce springsteen show yesterday but we are joined by two folks who are making a huge difference in the virginia tech community and that is matthew sams who we have talked to before he is the director of the hokey way which is wrapping up its countdown to kickoff donation match so if you haven't already make sure that you jump on that and then we are also joined by Kelly Woolwine. Kelly Woolwine is a gradu- graduate from Virginia Tech in 1990. He has an impressive track record of entrepreneurial success, SAT word, post-graduation, <laughs> and serves as the CEO of Triumph NIL and the founder of the Life Ring Foundation. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks a lot for having me. Awesome. So Matt, I want to start with you here. Um, I think the biggest thing that I wanted to get out of this interview is just the biggest battle that every collective is facing in the Virginia Tech community and the national community is just confusion. And can you, starting with you, give me an a thousand foot view of how exactly, what are exactly the differences between the Hokie Way and Triumph and how do you two help each other elevate? Yeah, happy to. And thanks for having me again, Billy Ray. Uh, I think the biggest thing here is, is it's pretty simple in terms of the top level. The Hokie Way is a 501c3 nonprofit. Triumph is a for-profit entity. Those are the two. That's a very clear line uh, that delineates. Um, neither of us really talk about being in the collective space so much. I think we, you know, as a nonprofit, we're definitely not. And I'll let Kelly address the other other side of the coin. But um, essentially, there's a for-profit entity, a nonprofit entity. We work together. We partner together, which we'll get to in a few minutes. But um that's how we've set up the infrastructure at Tech, which is, you know, somewhat unique, but not totally unique to the around the country. But I think unique to Virginia Tech in the way we're doing things a little bit with our student athletes and our nonprofit partners. So, Kelly, if you want to jump in, please do. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, one of the big lines of demarcation. Obviously, the five hundred one c three Hokie Way versus Triumph. You know, and I think it's important to reemphasize that the Hokie Way, one of the big misconceptions, right, is not a collective. The Hokie Way doesn't engage directly with student athletes or NIL activity. Um, And and I don't want to steal Matt's thunder on this. He's probably going to talk about it. But what the Hokie Way has has allowed this partnership to do is to have an unprecedented level of community engagement with the student athletes. I haven't seen it anywhere out there. but the Hokie Way and, and with Matt's direction, they have partnered with uh, eight or more uh, 
charity partners that are very impactful in Southwest Virginia, and then in turn engage Triumph NIL uh, to, to engage its student athletes to, to help with the charities. And, and that little mechanism ha has resulted in, as I said, unprecedented level of engagement with the student athletes. That's what's been the coolest thing to see. So going off, uh, going off the track a little bit, cause I have a question. So walk me through exactly how it works. So a donation comes in to the Hokie way and how exactly does the conversation and the alignment between Hokie way and triumph take place? Sure. So when I got in this job in May, um, I kind of took it from a few board members in terms of the responsibility of, responsibility of working with our nonprofit partners. But I had meetings, uh, kind of came down with lists of, of requests for each of those nonprofits for, for the rest of the year. And then, and then went and had conversations with Triumph about here's a list of requests, whether it be events or promotional campaigns, service things, whatever. And then essentially they tell me, here's what we can do. And let's put a, together a scope of work, statement of work um, that has this much of a fee for our student athletes to be involved in those things. So basically we're outsourcing uh, the needs for our nonprofits to leverage the brands and the likeness of, of our student athletes at Tech. And I think one of the things that Virginia Tech has been, uh, both of these organizations have been pioneers for Virginia Tech, but what I think has really kind of accelerated that ability has been Virginia Tech's adoption and promotion of both of your platforms or both of your uh, goals here. Through talking with other universities, uh, both in the ACC and the SEC and talking to their collectives, one of the biggest challenges that they face is athletic departments are refusing to acknowledge that they exist, to promote what they have going on. And regardless of if you like it or not, I personally didn't have a huge problem with it. Virginia Tech announces a starting quarterback, and you all have the opportunity in Triumph to bring that to the fan base. Um, so just talk to me a little bit about the relationship with Virginia Tech and how that has gone and how it's helped elevate uh, elevate your platform, Kelly. Man, there is a ton there. Um, first of all, I, I think, you know, we couldn't give enough credit to Whit Babcock and, you know, from the top down in the athletic department, Coach Pry, Coach Young, Coach Brooks, all the sports, um, the biggest innovation there is in their forward thinking and embracing the idea of partnering with an NIL collective. And so, you know, we haven't faced a lot of resistance there. Um, they're all about how can we help you help us, uh, which is fantastic. I think in reporting the um, the starting quarterback, for example, that created some misconception too, um, as, as Triumph NIL is not endeavoring to be in the media business, in the reporting business, in the vlogging or blogging business, but we do rely on donors, corporate sponsors, fans, to subscribe so that we can support the Virginia Tech student athletes. And so the position of Virginia Tech athletics and football in particular, in that instance, uh, they were trying to help us create intrigue, you know, to, to create a consumable there for the men and women who are kind enough to support NIL, right? What, what do I get for my money other than just being a good guy? 
And so the Virginia Tech Athletics has been very good about granting us access so that we can open the door to the fans. Because of that, that partnership, I mean, that's the real innovation, right? Because of the partnership with Virginia Tech Athletics, come on in, let the cameras roll. We can let the fans get to know the Virginia Tech student athletes like they've never been able to before. And so we're hoping that's going to also garner their continued support for the Virginia Tech student athletes. Uh, Kelly, before we shift over to Matt, I'm going to say I'm going to say what you won't say, but I'll but I'll say it. Anybody that has a problem with getting extra access from a program for a price point that is directly supportive of the program that you enjoy. I, I don't really understand that that thought process. If there's a way for you to get information or access or or media or anything, you're not you're not guarding the information. You're more so saying, look, there are people out there who subscribe to other things to get um, you know specific articles from ESPN, specific articles regarding recruiting, and none of that money goes to supporting the program. So if you can tie that bridge of supporting the program while also giving access, um, I don't see why that's a problem. And, and I, if I may shamelessly pile on top of that, uh, I, I would put it as simply as this. Um, if, you, if you're out there and you care about Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech athletics, if you have a vested interest in the program winning, being intriguing, having storylines to report anything, then you should root for us, Triumph and the Hokie Way to succeed. Because it's, it's not about the money. What our partnership has done is cultivate an ecosystem of activity. And what that ecosystem of activity is doing is creating gravitational pull. Athletes and their families are finding something intriguing in Blacksburg. They are finding something akin to facilities in Blacksburg. For example, a kid goes to a school to look at it on his visit. He's not going there just because of the cryo treatment, but it's probably a factor. And when recruits and their families come to Virginia Tech and they see the NIL ecosystem there and the opportunities that the student athletes have to build their brand or monetize their name, image, and likeness or engage with the community, it's intriguing to them. It, it, it matters. And that's if anybody wants to win, if anybody cares about the intrigue of the program, they need to root for us to be successful. Because until the rules change, our fellow D1 partners out there are all racing to succeed in NIL. And, and, and I've been going to Virginia Tech since I was a little kid. We're talking a long time. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but we're talking a long time. And for the first time, Virginia Tech, you know, uh, for the first time in a long time, we're at the front of something. You know, because of Wits embracing this and the coaches embracing it, the fans embracing it, the ecosystem, Matt's work, Jim Petrine's work, the Hokie Way, Kevin Jones, Robin Jones, our Triumph team, uh, we're actually ahead of the curve. And so if we mash the pedal down, we got, you know, who knows, maybe it even turns into a real competitive edge. And Matt, shifting over to to your experience with the athletic department, I know that the countdown to kickoff has been. We're going to talk about uh, 
Well, first of all, let's talk about the results of the countdown and kickoff. Because <laughs> uh, um, go ahead and share with us how that has gone and how exactly the athletic department has helped you all uh, elevate that. And also the donors who have chipped in to, to help you guys elevate that as well. Yeah, it's been huge. And, you know, this has been going on since, since August 1st. It goes until uh, kickoff on, on Saturday night, um, 8 p.m., obviously. Uh, we're currently sitting at right around $197,000 of our $250,000 goal, um, which is outstanding. And, and we're so thankful and, and, you know, over the moon with the, with the support we've gotten from Hokie Nation. It's great. Um, I'd say the last week to 10 days have been a big, a big uh, jump in terms of where we were mid-month probably because football is getting closer, people getting more engaged, all that kind of fun stuff. But um, we're over the moon and we got to, you know, we want to try to hit that extra $55,000 to get us to our goal by Saturday, which would be great. Um, in terms of athletic department, you know, there's some interesting rules as to how we can communicate with them, work with them um, just from a compliance point of view, but uh, which we try to navigate really carefully. Um, but they've been great in terms of just being kind of supportive with, with uh, strategy um, we also had an opportunity to kind of integrate with Triumph together a couple weeks ago, which was a cool thing. Uh, first time it's ever happened, and I think it was pretty successful. Uh, people were able to give to specific sports for that that 25-hour period day, and um, it was good. I think you know we kind of had some presence on the on their websites. We we've, we've gotten some presence on their on our website, and then just kind of worked out together uh, to integrate a little bit. So um, where that goes in the future, I don't know. We got a few things we're trying to we're working on uh, 50-50 raffles that kind of stuff. They're going to have to be integrated with athletics to some degree uh, with their with their you know platform for visibility. But it's been really positive, and I, I have nothing but great things to say about the folks I've met with there. So this question, I'm excited for this one because um, yeah. I can go on and on and on about this topic. Uh, Start with you, Kelly. What is the, and we're not talking about Virginia Tech, we're talking about the typical college football fan or even the person who just likes to tune in on Saturday or they're just a supporter of the university. What is the biggest misconception around what exactly NIL is? Hmm. Yeah, boy, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> and there's a list to choose from. You're saying the biggest misconception. I'll, I'll have to go with top two. You know, I think the obvious one is that a lot of college football purists, you know, some of my friends and people who love the university and want to do anything to see Virginia Tech football and Virginia Tech sports thrive still, uh, it's going to ruin the game. You know, it's all about the money and, and, and maybe a misconception that it's gold chains and cars and, and, and you know what? I, it very well could be that in some places. Uh, but but that is not what we've run into. Um, we've run into men and women, student athletes and their families that are extremely appreciative. Uh, they, they use it as an opportunity to make life better and a little less difficult. Um, they use it as a head start like we all would want to learn about enterprising, brand building, building a business, building your value as an entity. I mean, that's what every young man and woman goes to college to do is how do I learn to create value in myself and create value in the marketplace, right? 90% of the men and women that are engaged in NIL right now, Virginia Tech and across the country, they're not going pro. They're not getting rich from this. You're talking about easing some pressure 
for their bills, for their rent, uh, help, helping them in some ways like that. And, and especially uh, quite often in demographics where every penny counts, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you're getting a scholarship, you're getting a free education. You know, I remember from my days at Tech, uh, and I know you guys from your days in college, yeah, I got financial aid, I had a student loan, and I had to hold a job to pay my bills. Um, this, you know, I, I think the biggest um, misconception this, is, no, I, is how the money is used, uh, the way, what is there for the student athletes. Um, we haven't run into a world of bling. We, we've run into a world of appreciation, development, and things like that. I think that's misconception, number one. It's not just all about wads of cash. But I think the second biggest misconception is there's no ROI. There's no return on investment. As a donor, if you give to a university's athletic program, you get points. You get a ranking. You get priority in your parking and your ticket selection. If you give big money for facilities in a capital campaign, you can get your name on a plaque somewhere. And, you know, there's there's the Kelly Woolwine, you know, men's room in the in the players lounge, <laughs> whatever the case may be. There is big time ROI here in the NIL space, because like I was talking about earlier, I would think of it like a facility. You know, you see that field house going up and players, recruits and transfers come and they see these facilities improving. Well, that's what they see when they come and see the ecosystem of NIL activity in Blacksburg at Virginia Tech. They talk to their potential teammates um, and, and on the team. If they're transferring, they come in, they meet the other men and women on the team as a recruit. The families come in. They It's tangible. They see that their sons and daughters are going to be able to learn something additional. They're going to be able to take advantage of business opportunities. We're going to help them put themselves out there, give a voice to something that's important to them. It is not insignificant. And then, Matt, same question for you. Whether whether it's misconception, I guess misconception is a little bit of an unfair question. What do you think is, can you just talk about the tangible impact that our student athletes have had in the Southwest Virginia area and beyond? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I said this recently to somebody. Uh, we were in an event with Feeding Southwest Virginia and Boys and Girls Clubs a few weeks ago. It was, a, it was an intersection event with both of them with kids. And, you know, their rooms are electric when you get these student athletes, whether it's a star football player, a women's soccer player, baseball player, whoever it may be. These kids are like stars in their eyes. It's so cool for them. It's a, it's a, it's a really impactful experience. And I got, I got goosebumps. I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing. That was just one example of just showing impact of, of mentoring and having fun and showing these kids that there's something to work for in your life. That's something that's, it's hard to repeat and, and imitate. So um, that's one thing. I think we have a lot of cool things in front of us around promotion of, of need, uh, promotion of and, and invisibility creation for these nonprofits. Uh, Life ring being one of those recently we've, we've done some work with and, and supported for their for their fundraising drive um there's it the impact is huge and we're just getting started that's the fun part for me we're just getting to a place where the ball is starting to roll a pretty smooth clip here we've got our operations in place we've got our we've got a great partner with triumph to help us get the athletes where they need to be on time and make sure we're having cameras there ready to get capture stuff as we need to or do do promotion of content beforehand all that kind of stuff is getting to where it's getting it's smooth and 
it's only going to get better as we have more resources at our disposal um, and kind of fine tune these these processes that need to happen. But I'm just I'm pumped about the relationships that have been started to form. There's there's even been some nonprofits who who had never met before that we help facilitate, and they're doing their own things together. That's that's stuff that's it's it's pretty cool impact that you can't really see day to day, but it it, it helps the community uh, thrive. I think so. That's that's really neat. I will answer your question though, Billy, if you don't mind. Um, just about <laughs> misconception or, or or questions we get. You know, we're a little different than Triumph in terms of the um, the nonprofit piece, but you know, we still get a lot of questions right now about this IRS thing. Like people are are, are questioning whether their donations to us are actually going to be tax deductible, or is there any you know all that kind of stuff. And I've said it until I'm blue in the face, and so are the rest of our folks on our board. But yeah, we're still in in good shape. We're still in good standing. No one's ever said anything to us. You got no notice of that changing. Will we? Will there be changes down the road? Probably. Who knows? But that's something that we can figure out down the road. Right now, we're healthy and we're good, and we're doing the work we're supposed to be doing. That's all we can. That's all we can. That's what we can lay our hat on that. And I, you know, we. I would say this too, in terms of the ecosystem Kelly's re- referencing. We are. I look at this as a very symbiotic relationship with Triumph. We help them; they help us. It's so supportive, and, and you know, I'm talking to Mitch a couple times a day, <laughs> figuring out what, what our next things are this week and week beyond. So it's it's um, it's great so far. All right, last couple of questions because I know you've basically answered all the fan questions. I'm curious, what exactly does it look like during the recruiting process, Kelly, um, when you do talk to recruits about? the NIL landscape at Virginia Tech. Um, what is that pitch? What does that look like? How is it received? Uh, and where does that really, where does that fall in comparison to what they say other schools are doing? Mm, man, uh, that's, that question's got a uh, fairly uh, potential to be a loaded question there. Gosh, if I talk <laughs> about what we hear what gets reported to us uh, from recruits and their families at other schools. Um, I'll keep that to myself for now, for the most part. I can tell you I'm very proud of all of our coaching staffs um, because, number one, their work ethic is sick. They, they are recruiting constantly and working their tails off. If that doesn't – I mean, I can't imagine that's not going to equate to a, a high-level success, but also – um, they are killing themselves to keep it clean and doing it right. And, you know, those rules change constantly. You've got state NILs uh, rules to follow. You've got federal. You've got the NCAA. Um, just because NIL state laws have changed doesn't mean certain NCAA rules have changed. So it's very complex. And we we try and handle that very delicately. So, for example, mechanically, that would be, if a student athlete is being recruited by one of our coaches, um, those coaches can talk about the NIL ecosystem. They can, they can talk openly about what exists. Uh, They can talk about the Hokie way and triumph. If that player or family has specific questions about NIL, you know, what might be available for me, uh, then they would point those families or that player to me or, or one of my teammates um, and we would answer, you know, as long as they reach out to us, we'll answer whatever questions they have. But usually the conversation to the second part of your question uh, involves walking them through our infrastructure, which by and large is triumphnil.com. 
Uh, I encourage anybody listening and watching that hasn't done that, the same as I do recruits and families, you should go to triumphnil.com and poke around. Every player, any Virginia Tech athlete that you enjoy seeing and want to get to know better has a player profile on that platform. And you have the ability to get access to them through meet and greets, shout outs, et cetera. But what the athletes and their families see is really what jumps out at them is community engagement. They see all the work the athletes are doing for Matt's charity partners, and they see an opportunity to do business if they choose to. Every player profile is kind of like, that's my storefront. I let the world know I'm here and I'm open for business. Corporate sponsors find our athletes that way. And so the athletes and their families, by and large, it's almost if they come into the discussion, having been at other places and their paradigm is just money, what kind of money you got, that paradigm shifts pretty quickly and easily to resources, what they're going to be able to do, not what they're going to get, but what they can get involved in. Um, and we get wonderful, positive feedback about, you know, the way we stand out in that regard. Excellent. Last question that I have for you. Um, just an opportunity to plug any big events that you have coming up, any uh, blitzes you have coming up, and um, when those uh, – we'll start with you, Matt, because I know that's what everybody's wondering. When the results <laughs> for uh, Countdown to Kickoff will be shared. Yeah, so um, Countdown to Kickoff ends, again, on September 2nd, 8 p.m. Um, I'm actually going to be uh, hanging out with a few of our student-athletes on Saturday at Tailgates. We're going to uh, have Georgia Amore and Carly Winsel walking around just talking to fans in a few lots around the stadium to, um, you know, answer any questions about the Hokie way, talk about our campaign, et cetera. So look for us on that. Um, and I'm hoping we hit our goal, you know, of $250,000 on, on Saturday that if we do that, we've got a match up to, up to that amount. So half a million dollars is, is pretty, pretty important and pretty vital for our future. And um, we got a few things coming after that. We're working on some stuff for this 50, 50 raffle. Hope we can get that put to bed and get that launched at lane uh, either for Pitt or for maybe wait for the, uh, the Wake Forest game after that for homecoming. We'll see. We've got a few things we're working on to get in that finalized. But that's that's a big deal, and I'm, it's going to have a big impact on what we're going to be doing in the future. Uh, and then we're working on some stuff for the Charlotte basketball uh, weekend in November. So cool things. And, Kelly, tell us what you have Mitch running around doing, what uh, <laughs> what kind of content we can expect uh, coming out this uh, this fall. Um, Mitch Gerber, head of our production, if, if anybody doesn't know that name, that boy, he, he doesn't get to sleep. He is running around uh, covering a lot of bases. Um, he, I would say uh, Hokie Village this weekend uh, on Saturday, pregame for the ODU game, our partners Learfield put on a great pregame environment there. Uh, it's very family friendly. I'm sure everybody knows what Hokie Village is all about, but if you don't, it's on the soccer field adjacent to lot one. Uh, as Matt said, he's going to have a couple of have our uh, couple of our female basketball players out and about. We're also going to have uh, for one hour in Hokie Village from, I believe, 545 to 645. We'll have Liz Kitley and Kayla King camped out in Hokie Village at the University Club's tailgate. Uh, they've they've been gracious to have us as guests there. So. Hopefully our, our Triumph NIL fans and those who want to learn more about us come by and meet Liz and Kayla for a few minutes uh, pregame on Saturday. 
Awesome. Well, if anybody is looking to learn in more information on both of these incredible organizations, you can head on over to the hokeyway.org or head on over to vt.triumphnil.com. Fellas, thank you all so much for your incredible work for the school. Looking forward to a great fall. If you haven't yet, be sure that you get in on that countdown to kick off and be sure that you sign up for Triumph NIL's platform. Both of you keep up the amazing work and we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks so much for having us, Billy Ray. Go Hokey. Hey, guys, this is Ali Jennings III, wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies. When I committed to Virginia Tech football, I committed to the best. That's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford. Why settle for less when you can have the best? Go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs. Tell them Ali sent you. That's Harvey's GM. Tyler Ave in Radford or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info. All right, everyone. It is a little lunchtime sync. We got football in three days, believe it or not. But uh, in honor of this lunchtime sync, we have a special panel here from Lunch Pail Ventures joining the Sons of Saturday today. If you're listening on audio, this is Pat Finn. I am perched up in Basking Ridge here, uh, New Jersey, going to the Springsteen show tonight. And joining me are two members of the leadership team over at Lunch Pail Ventures. We have Christina Daves, and we have uh, former Hokie stud wide receiver, Nick <laughs> Cullen, joining us today. So um, I know I know we want to we got a lot going on. You know, Christina's getting furniture delivered and, you know, Nick and I, we got meetings to attend to. So we'll make it brief here, but welcome guys. Thanks for joining. Uh, we'll do a quick introductions first and foremost. Um, so Christina Daves, if you just want to do a quick introduction and, and what brought you to Lunch Pail Ventures. Yeah. Um, so I'm Christina Daves. I'm, I'm kind of the marketing arm of Lunch Pail Ventures. Uh, I was really excited. Nick and I have been friends for several years and basically it was a phone call that said, Hey, you want to join us? <laughs> um, but it's such a great concept of Hokies helping Hokies, you know, gathering lots of Hokies together who can pool investments and invest in Hokie led companies. And it just really fired me up and really got me excited. Um, so I'm really glad to be a part of it. The marketing expertise, if you don't know Christina, um, she does a lot of cool stuff, whether it's on social, whether it's on TV up in the D.C. area. So uh, check out Christina and her work. And then Nick Cullen, as I mentioned, a former Hokie wide receiver and spent a lot of time up uh, on Wall Street and up in the New York City um, area. But Nick, just a quick intro and what brought you to Lunch Pail Ventures? And then we can get into it. Absolutely, Pat. And, and I have to say it's a great honor to be here today. I love listening to Sons of Saturday. You guys are building an awesome experience. And uh, so it's really cool to be on. But uh, yeah, my name's Nick Cullen. I'm a 1991 finance graduate from Virginia Tech. I um, also got an MBA from Northwestern. Spent most of my career at Goldman. And uh, it was an interesting, exciting career up there in uh, New York. Gave me an opportunity to work with some great U.S. companies and entrepreneurs, but it's life after Goldman that's given me the opportunity to spend more time with Virginia Tech entrepreneurs, and that's really what I like doing and um, gives us an opportunity, all of us, to, to give back to an organization that gave us so much. So I'm hoping it's the same reason that many people may be interested in Lunch Bell Ventures. It's to help Hokies reach their full potential 
I, 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 we know you Hokies are out there willing to get involved. So uh, we're super excited to get this thing kicked off this past year. Nick, I know we had a conversation earlier in the spring and kind of hearing about some of the, um, you know, the, the foundational um, imprints of Lunchpail Ventures and what was going into it. Um, you, you go on the website, connecting tech founders, innovators, and professionals, mainly from Virginia Tech. Um, I know you guys do a lot of events. I know that there's the Lunch Pail 100, but um, really just a high level, you know, what is the mission of, of Lunch Pail Ventures? When did it get started? Uh, what are some of the goals? Um, Nick, if you want to take that one. Yeah, sure. And look, the Entrepreneur Center at Tech is ranked one of the top entrepreneur centers in the country. And as a result, it gets a lot of inquiry from Virginia Tech alumni who are starting their own companies. And the Entrepreneur Center is mandate is to take care of the students. And quite frankly, I don't know if they have the resources to take care of all the alumni. And, and, and they didn't. So Derek McGard and Sean Collins, and they're the two that run the center. And without them, none of this is possible because they brought that center to such a great level. But they asked some of the board members to take on that task. And, um, you know, that's how that's how Launchpad was formed. We um, got together after they came to us and said, hey, can we build out a program for uh, alumni specifically? So we started last year with the concept to create a community of Hokies that support the Hokie Entrepreneurial Network. Hokies have had really great success in the past few years on the entrepreneurial front. And our goal is to really just broaden those achievements even more by providing services, sometimes financing to these companies. And, you know, there's a number of things that we do uh, to support that, that, you know, if you want to get into that, we can. But uh, I think that's a good overview for now. Nick, Christina, when I was at Tech, I was there from 2013 to 2017. And I know that entrepreneurship has has definitely been um, involved within Pamplin over the past few years and, you know, had some friends uh, who may have done, you know, um, a minor in entrepreneurship or, um, you know, some other types of um, areas to earn credit there. And there was also the Innovate House um, when I was there as well. And now, if you haven't seen it, if you are a Virginia Tech student, if you're a Virginia Tech alum, the Apex Center, uh, it's right above PKs. I've spent some time there this year. It is absolutely incredible. Uh, the resources there, as you mentioned, Nick, Derek, and Sean, um, it, it's student focused and uh, really cool. So, and I don't, I don't know how much, how, how many folks even know about it, and that's why we're here, right, um, to broadcast that. But Christina, talk to us about the Lunch Pail 100 because I know you know that that's kind of yeah. a cool thing to go on the website and see, you know, look at this massive directory of successful businesses going on. Yeah, it, it really is. And and as I got involved with it to see how many incredible, successful Virginia Tech-led companies there are. So every year we honor them with the Lunch Pail 100. So there's an application process and they come in and these are the, the fastest growing Virginia Tech-led companies that we honor every year. And we'll be doing that um, next Friday, September 8th at the University Club. Love that. Nice little university club plug as well. Shout out yeah, to those awesome. guys. Um, then as far as like, if, if I'm starting a business tomorrow, I don't know what the heck I want to do. Um, you know, I don't know, or I might, I might have an idea, but I need, I need capital. I need to figure out how to start this business. I might want to connect with some folks within the Virginia tech community. How would I try to get involved with lunch bill ventures? What would kind of that, uh, that step process look like? Nick. 
Yeah, no, it's, well, first off, anybody that wants to get involved with Lunchbell, I mean, the best way to do that is to subscribe on the, on the website, lunchbellventures.com. And, and, you know, we have a very active list. Um, we probably have over a thousand sub- uh, subscribers right now. We have close to 100 members, paying members of uh, Lunchbell Ventures. But if you're a founder, you know, I still think that reaching out to the Apex Center is one great way to do it because Derek and Sean can then put you in touch with us. But on the website, there is a specific section for founders, and that comes directly to the leadership team. Um, of course, the leadership team is myself and Christina, and we also have Todd Headley, John Malone, Kim Shanahan, and Brian Carlish. And um, we start working, when we get inquiry, we start working with those names immediately. You know, and again, one of our goals is to mentor, advise, guide those young Hokie companies. And look, we can't go out and finance uh, Hokie startups, but our goal is to work with those companies at their early stages to get them to that point in, in growth and revenue where there, there could be some opportunities to get us involved in some other ways. And, you know, I was on that list last night checking out the Lunch Pail 100 and, you know, kind of seeing, all right, is there anyone on here who I graduated with? You know, did I have any overlap just to kind of see? And it was cool to be able to, you know, see who the main uh, main founders were on each company. Um, but, yeah, you know, as far as um, other ways to get involved, other ways to kind of um, understand the footprint that Lunch Pail Ventures has uh, on the Virginia Tech community and then, you know, from a regional or national level, um, Christina, are there, you know, what events have gone on in the past? And you just mentioned next week at the university club, but you know, yeah. um, if you could inform the listeners on, you know, any events that are upcoming, um, you know, yeah. what can a subscriber expect to see come across their email inbox for any upcoming events or other ways to get involved? So one of the things that's really cool that we do is we're able to provide opportunities to people that might not be able to invest at that level. Um, you know, where if you go to a hedge fund, it, you'd have to have $500,000 or a million dollars. But by being able to pool, what we're doing is we come in as a group as Lunch Pail, which is really, really exciting because you can invest as little as $5,000. So some of the past events and upcoming events is we bring these really dynamic Virginia Tech companies to our community that you can either come on a Zoom call or in person. We've done a couple in person. Um, Nick, September 14th in Tyson's Corner is the next one, which is um, Venus Aerospace. And it's really cool. I mean, it's going to blow your mind with like drone technology and, and you know, we're, how we're going to be able to get on a plane and be somewhere in seconds. Um, but they're on the cutting edge of all of this. So there's an amazing opportunity there. And again, if you go just to the Lunch Pill Ventures website and sign up, you'll be notified, you know, and you can register and there's no cost to attend. But we're, we're trying to bring these opportunities and these companies to the Virginia Tech community so they can see what's possible. And when we, we started the events, of course, the natural spot to start a Virginia Tech event is in Northern Virginia. So we've done a couple happy hours in Northern Virginia. I say happy hours. I mean, we do have speakers and uh, we're bringing some value there. And, uh, you know, we had a great panel board up in McLean earlier this year. But our goal is to start different to start chapters in different locations around the country uh, where there's a lot of Hokies and there's a lot of interest in that. We've had a lot of people reaching out to us. And so we'll, we'll do a little bit of a roadshow and get lunch pail out there a bit more. But as Christina mentioned, look, we've, we've raised money for two companies thus far, and we're presenting a third company to the community come, uh, come September. So 
when I look at uh, you know the different events, yes, we have good fun happy hours, but we're also going to be presenting uh, opportunities, and hopefully they're unique, exclusive investments that people typically don't have access to. Uh, that's that's really our goal. Um, but uh, everything, whenever we present a company, it's always via Zoom also. So yes, it's going to be in Northern Virginia, but also available on Zoom. We'll make sure that uh, in the article that accompanies this episode and in the YouTube um, link, we'll put out a link to Lunchpail Ventures. Make sure we can get folks subscribed that want to be uh, involved and want to learn about those next steps of getting involved. And then, uh, Nick, before you know, before we kind of pass the baton and talk football a little bit, Christina, I do want to give you the opportunity to talk about Lunchpail behind Lunchpail Ventures and then, uh, how that all got uh, got sorted in here. Right. So we're so excited that we've got Bud Foster involved. Uh, he is really passionate about what we're doing. And uh, when I talk to him, he'll be like, oh, I told this NFL player, this NFL player, like he's really excited. He, he gets what we're doing. And, you know, the thing we love so much and that I think Brent Pry is really bringing back is that family community, you know, and that's what Hokies are. And people listening know this, you know, if you're a Hokie, you're a Hokie. Uh, so we're really excited that Bud is on board. He's part of now becoming part of our leadership group. And um, and then we'll also have a give back every year. Bud has a foundation in the New River Valley where he supports very, you know, kids who want to go to college and can't afford to go to college. Um, he's he's done things where somebody needed a surgery and couldn't afford it. So he has um, the Lunch Pail Defense Fund and Lunch Pail Ventures will be making annual contributions to his defense fund, which supports the New River Valley, which is you know, home to all of us, anyone who went to Virginia Tech. Udprosum indeed. Uh, shout out to Coach Foster. Looking forward to seeing him <laughs> over the course yeah. of the fall in Blacksburg. So thank you guys for uh, for for sharing and uh, shedding some light on Lunchpail Ventures. I'm excited to uh, keep this dialogue going as well. Would love to have you on throughout the season or, you know, whenever you guys have big events uh, coming up across the uh, course of the year. So we're going to end it up with a little bit of a uh, hokey trivia. Um, I know we've been spraying some hot takes out there over the past few weeks in the podcast, but people need to know this about Nick Cullen. Okay. Because, you know, he was a stud wide receiver back in the day. Now these were, <laughs> these were like the early coach Beamer years. So we're talking, I have the, I have the college football reference stats up. So, you know, it's legit. Uh, 87, 88, 89, and 1990. So Nick was a wide receiver uh, out of Pittsburgh. The what what you need to know about Nick Cullen? First of all, he was in Frank Beamer's first recruiting class, and this is a class that was you know um, limited in the amount of scholarships because the football program had been on probation prior to Coach Beamer getting here. <laughs> um, but the statistic, the fun fact, the most fun fact that's in the record books today. It's a it's a beautiful day. I'm just making that up, Nick. I don't know if it was a beautiful day. I wasn't alive yet. But against Southern Miss in 1990, uh, Nick recorded 13 catches for 170 yards against Brett Favre's football team, and uh, they defeated the Golden Flashes 16 to 10. Uh, Will Fuhr was the quarterback back then, so uh, pretty electric. We love the uh, we love digging into the record books here, Nick. Cam Phillips <laughs> did break that record um, at ECU in 2017 with 14 catches, but Nick still holds the record for the most catches in a game in Lane Stadium in Lane <laughs> Stadium history. So with that, I know uh, 
I got to hop here, guys, uh, in two minutes. But Nick, give us a uh, just a a parting word of of wisdom from how Coach Beamer had influenced your career and how he may be influencing you and the folks at Lunchpail Ventures here. Uh, wow. Tough to fit that into such a quick statement, but I appreciate that. Thank you for the comments. It was a, a special day against Southern Miss that, that year, but um, that team was special. Uh, you know, we had a couple winning seasons in a row there for Coach Beamer, his first couple seasons, uh, our first couple winning seasons. But uh, Coach Beamer had an amazing impact on my life. That whole staff did. And um, if you ask me to sum it up, like a few things that I learned from Beamer that uh, I, I, I learned some football, but the, the real important stuff is what you, you kept through the rest of your life, my personal life, my business life. But this was the guy that taught us to always remain even keel. He had this great phrase. He says, things aren't ever as good as they seem and things surely aren't as bad, ever as bad as they seem. And reality is somewhere in the middle. And that's where I want you to live because that's where you make the right decisions. So don't get too high in a win. Don't get too on a, low on a loss. Live in the middle. And that's really helped me uh, in business and personal life. But also, this guy had an amazing belief. I mean, after our first two years, we were 2-9 and nine and 3-8. and eight, And he stood up in front of our team at the end of that season. He said, we will be a perennial top 20 team. And, you know, I was a dopey 19-year-old. I remember sitting back, and I'm embarrassed to say this now, but, you know, you chuckled a little bit. But boy, think about the greatness of his comments, right? We will be a perennial top team. He believed at the lowest point in his Virginia Tech career, he still believed that we were going to reach these heights. And it's a great message for all entrepreneurs out there, but uh, also a great lesson to, from coach. And just the last thing real quick is, you know, you grow up sometimes, uh, you, you hear different phrases. And one you sometimes heard was nice guys finish last. And I never believed that, but at the same time, Coach Beamer proved that completely wrong because this is a man that had respect for everyone. And yeah, he got tough at times, but he was a nice guy that finished first. And, you know, I, I love what um, we're seeing at Tech right now with with Coach Pry. Uh, I had some time, opportunity to spend some time with him this, this summer, and I am super excited about the direction that, that uh, he's heading. I think the guy's clutch. I think he's a great, great motivator. And I do believe that he has family first. And that's what I think you need to really build a long-term championship team. So super excited about everything going on at Virginia Tech football now. And obviously have great memories from the past. True, true anecdotes there, Nick. I know we were chatting on the phone yesterday and and uh, the conversation, it was just so much. I just remember reading Coach Beamer's book and I haven't read it in about 10 or so years. I'm like, I need to get back into that because the amount of lessons and the fun stories and it's just it's just so Virginia Tech. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you, Christina. I appreciate you. Thank you, guys. We're looking forward to, Great to see hanging you. out in Blacksburg this fall. Everybody go check out Lunch Pail Ventures, uh, especially those with that entrepreneurial uh, spirit and mindset. And uh, yeah, that's a podcast, guys. Appreciate you coming on. Pat, thanks a ton. Thanks. Yeah. Great to see you. Go Hokies. Thanks, guys. Reach out to you and say
to you 